Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey, she slayers, and welcome to the two hundredth episode. Two hundred. I already messed it up. Two hundredth. Two hundredth. Not saying the D. Red leather, yellow leather. Two hundredths. Two hundred ish. Episode of she slays today. There's a lot of them. Oh, uh, I still don't know. Why I can't say that word. But yep, one hundred ninety nine in the books. Number two hundred right now. Did you think when we started that you would? Still be doing it all these years later? I absolutely should know enough about me that I was not thinking past next week. <laughs> I don't know. I told the story last week, which you obviously didn't listen to my intro. No, sorry. Um, <laughs> Jacob did, though. Where I said in the beginning, I got like panic that this like goes on forever until you quit. And I knew that it would be really embarrassing to quit. So I couldn't quit. So now I'm stuck forever. <laughs> And I think at the beginning, since I'd listened to so many long running podcasts that have like a thousand or like they're 10 years into it, I was like, this is what you're signing up for. But I don't know if I expressed that to you, but, but that was through my... Mar through marriage counseling, you had learned that you don't rain on Lauren's parade. Mm -hmm. I'm glad we got here. I mean, yeah. proud of you. Because if you would have said like, do you understand? But it's funny because I totally rain all over everyone's parade when they start like, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm like, do you know what you're signing up for? It keeps going and going. So, hey, you want to like join the, oh, oh, you're pulling up the thing. Yeah, like, I'm prepping for the next segment. Well, geez, if you were a really good co-host and good enough to get your name featured in the title. Oh, I can, I can have my name featured in the title anytime. I know how to edit the settings. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do any of this. It's now Kirby's Corner. That's yeah. the name of your podcast. <laughs> oh, damn it. I would have no idea. Yeah. Well, things are a little hectic over in the Brunswick household because it's spring break. So... Yeah, so we got the kiddos at home and... Well, you know you're a great... You know how you know you're a great parent? When on Sunday night before spring break, you go, oh, I didn't realize you had, didn't have school this week. Uh, no, I found that out Friday before. Um, no, you go, okay, what do you think is a fair amount of screen time for you to consume between the hours of 8 a.m. and 5 p.m.? And they go, hmm, maybe like one hour on, one hour off. And I'm like, yeah. I can see why you would feel that's fair. Okay, deal. And so like, I'm just like, oh my God, that ends up being 
Okay, I'm not going to do the math on how many hours, but we're great parents. So great. But it's all because we had to take a vacation, not spring break time, because flight costs are insane right now and hotel costs during spring break are insane. So we had to take a vacation earlier. So now we're left with children at home with no school. Yeah, tell them about the text. Yeah, so we, so we try to have them not interrupt us while we're working, but we had a team meeting today at the clinic, and during it, my phone is just blowing up, so I'm thinking something's wrong at home, and I start to read my text messages, and the first one is from our youngest, Ty. Hey, Dad, Charlie's doing my chore, and she's not doing hers. She just took my chore, and now I have to clean the litter box, which is really grossing me out, and I really don't like it. And Charlie is lying about me bribing her. <laughs> Whatever she says, she's lying. Charlie hasn't sent me anything at this point. Charlie's lying about me bribing her. And I was just trying to get her to do her chore. I just want to do my chore. I called it. Followed by an angry faced emoji and then two crying faced emojis. <laughs> then, obviously, Charlie, the older one, got a hold of the phone and said, never mind, we resolved it. We got it under control. But Ty was trying to bribe me. <laughs> so I say thank you for handling it. I love you, girls. Ty gets the phone back and says, no, I was not trying to bribe her. This is Ty, by the way. <laughs> then goes on to say, hey, dad, do I really have to clean the litter box? It really grosses me out and I might puke from it. Do I have to do it? <laughs> all of this during the like 45 minute meeting is all I was gone for. Oh, my God. They're funny. Yeah. So that's that's us. We're nailing it. We're nailing it. That was one of two fun texts I got today. Earlier in the day, I think the team must have been testing out some of the stuff in the system, but I got like our someone hasn't come into the clinic in a while text. Oh, a retention text. And I didn't know that you guys had written that, but it was really very our vibe of like, hey, maybe we're not getting the message and you're trying to break up with us, heart emoji, but if you want to schedule your next visit, please, you know, whatever it is. But I just thought that was cool that the texts that are automated and sent out based on the schedule are actually able to be customized and kind of written in our voice so that every contact we have is still our vibe with our patients. That was a very sly way that you got Sked, one of the sponsors of this podcast. That was a very unsly way that you made it obvious. I am an awkward human. <laughs> you really are. I am just the epitome of awkwardness. Oh my God, want to hear one more funny story? So <laughs> this is just since we're continuing the like, oh my God, get your shit together, people. So I get annual uh, or like Cairo Futures sent me an email saying like, hey, here you need to renew. Um, two of your doctors are due for renew. And so I respond back like, hey, um, thanks. This one doctor actually doesn't work for us anymore. They work at a different clinic. And so they respond back with like, thank you very much for that information. What date effectively? And then I'm realizing like, well, November 11th. Um, so we were wow. insuring someone who hasn't worked for us for several months. And yeah. if something happened, it would have been on our insurance policy. Well, I don't know that. Yeah. I mean, I think. I'm I, hearing this live on air. This is fun. I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I can see where an insurance company, that would be a really important detail that they would want to know. It's kind of like when you sell your car and it's like, call your insurance company yeah. like the moment you sign They're or like, before oh, you, you sign don't own that bronc that white Bronco anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Only the old people would get that joke. Um, so yeah, so I was like, uh, November 11th. And they're like, cool, can you sign this and get this back to us immediately? And I'm like, sure. 
God. I haven't sent it back yet. I forgot. Right after this. Like right after this. I know. Stupid. I know. It's fine. <laughs> oh, I'm doing my best in life. There's just so many things. There's so many businesses. And I'm things nailing and the course, though. Yeah. I mean, like, course is doing fantastic. But just other places in life are, you know, doing okay. All right. Listener highlight. So this one is new. So we were going to look through all 152. Um, oh, no. Those are just ratings, which now I'm just looking at. Do you see that two-star rating? <gasps> How dare you? How dare you? And and, then, but they didn't leave a comment because I think we searched for that one. And someone and then, said just four? Come on. I give mean, us. Go all the way. I mean, if you're honest. Let's be honest. If you heard like an episode four, that was like, Meh. Yeah, it's a solid four out of five. I mean, with this intro, I don't, I can't disagree. But we didn't pick one of those for our reviews. We picked a five-star one because the system is rigged. So this is from a bunch of letters. Uh, this is the best Cairo podcast ever. I have been listening to She Slays for years. I have probably heard almost every episode. Almost? Rissimavov. What what's up with almost? Is there any podcast you've heard every episode of? Mine. You don't listen to your own podcast. I was there for all of them. I know, but that doesn't count. Either I have podcasts I love and I don't Either listen way, to them. Either way, I'm regretting one. I'm regretting reading this one. You don't know that. <laughs> I don't know if it's worth it. No, okay, fine. I've listened to almost every episode. It's so great to turn on my podcast Monday morning and have something to inspire and get me going. I have been in practice for over 10 years, and I love that she gets me thinking about new ideas and different avenues of growth. My whole team also listens weekly. Thanks, Dr. LB, for all you do. Heart, heart. emoji. White heart emoji. Well, thank Can you, you Rissima Vavav. <laughs> uh, well, you know that like the... The Gen Zs are like, I read an article that talked about how like really we need more emoji, like immediate emoji responses to comments. So like on like iPhones or like on Teams or Slack, okay. your options are like laugh emoji, yeah, maybe a crying emoji, a red heart and a thumbs up. Okay. But Gen, well, I shouldn't say Gen, like the current workplace environment is now that a thumbs up is passive aggressive. And for a lot what? of people who are like a bunch of heart, like, or not a lot, a lot of like female clinics, we don't overthink the red heart, but apparently like red heart is the romantic. red heart is like a little too personal for like, yep, got that email sent, like red heart. Like, ju I'm just repeating what I find on the internet. I have internet. so many thoughts. I know you do, but we don't have time for them. <laughs> so if you would like, you can come back as a co-host. All right. We'll just do an entire episode on emojis. Oh, only if we can have Ty. Oh, she's an expert. <laughs> God. Okay. Without further ado, today we have freaking Devin and Joey Vrana on. This is a big one. Mm -hmm. That's why we, we've been sitting on this one for a little bit because we wanted it to specifically be 200 because it's so awesome. Yep. And they're so awesome. Uh, so Joey's never been on. Devin has been on the podcast Dose times before. One solo and, and then the round table. The round table of COVID, which, gosh, I would love to go back and listen to that. That would be, I think it I was listen, like in March of 2020. Yeah, I think so. And I listened to it in December of 2011 for doing the best, or of 2020 for doing the best ofs. But I don't know if I've listened to it that since That was then. a lineup. Yeah. Like, that is something I would say is, besides the fact that the podcast feeds my 
constant need for validation and ego, um, which I'm working on with my therapist. Uh, I would say the access to like amazing people. Yeah. The people is incredible. Me is awesome. Like if I needed to do a, like the people in my phone that I could just text and say, Hey, I need a conversation on this. Like, it's wild. And it's like wild. The dinners we've gotten to go to and the people that we now like know who we just admired from afar for so long. And then it's like, oh, I have a reason to talk to you. And yeah. then you find out that they're even better, not on stage and just being awesome, funny people. Do, I mean, the the first, like for instance, the first mail that is, the so the t day and time is not booked, but the first mail Do you reveal has this? been decided. Well, he agreed to it. Okay. I'm just saying. I don't, I don't know. know. Do you want to keep it a secret a little bit longer? I hate when people do that. Yeah, well, you started but he it, hasn't... but I think it's better. I think it's better to keep it a surprise. <sighs> okay, only because I don't have a day and time mailed, but I do have a text saying I'm in. Shoot me email details. So it's gonna be awesome. It's <laughs> a good one. It's a good one. Okay, but back to Joey and Devin. Oh yeah, that's right. We're talking about that. We have we're recording right now. <laughs> Okay, so I think that Devin and Joey are, you know, best known for the big idea and the fact that they have five kids, incredible kids, and that Devin so many kids. is a firecracker yeah. of just inspiration. They are, I we've gotten to hang out with both of them, and their relationship is so beautiful. You can just tell how much they care about learning one another mm -hmm. and like really realizing that in order for them to show up as the best for the profession, they have to put their family and their relationship with each other first. And it's just, it's great to be around them. Um, they're definitely people that I like having in our like circle of like, yep, that's what I aspire to keep our relationship yeah, and they like their their coupleness is beautiful, and then they're really great as individual people too. And this conversation is really fun because it shows the the ebb and flow and the struggle of like figuring out how to. Oh yeah, that's each probably be, my favorite. I hate each when... be your own person. Well, like it's it's a good conversation because it's real, and they don't like sugarcoat and go like, "Well, we've no, always just known the, the right way to go, and we always we've just always go right there." It's like. No, it's hard. Like we struggle with it. And it's just awesome that they were vulnerable enough and open enough to go like, yeah, that, that is really hard when you both are chiropractors, you have two clinics, and you're also building this huge movement that you feel you need to do. But like, how do you balance all that and with the kids and everything? So, yeah. so I love it. You're going to love it. And you want to pray? Sure. Okay. Dear God. Thank you for these people that we get to talk to and that we get to share their story and their mission um, and their struggles and and that they're so relatable. And I think people will be able to see themselves and uh, and the fight to follow what you want in our lives and balance that with what we want and the uncertainty of knowing what direction to go. Um, hopefully this episode can serve as inspiration to anyone who's in those situations right now or will face them in the future. Um, thank you for the light and love of these people that you put in them to share with the world. Amen. Amen. All right. Without further ado, here is the 200th episode with Dr. Joey and Devin Rana. Enjoy. All right. So I like to start everyone, every podcast now knowing people's Enneagrams. Devin, I know you're, you're an eight. Mm -hmm. I'm a seven, eight, like 
it is yeah pretty you, strong you don't know I, seven eight versus eight seven it like i think i teeter but it is like i mean every time i've taken it it's like half and half so okay do you know what yours is uh yeah you were seven were you you were a strong seven yeah. i think really yeah I, can see that. yeah I can see that are you now which way do you wing you know <laughs> <laughs> I really don't remember. I, yeah. I do remember being a seven or being like just kind of one stronger trait, but it's been a while since we've done it. So. Okay. So here's an interesting way to, so like Devin, I've had more interactions with you, but I can definitely see your nine-ness coming out of like, like I could see you winging seven, but then like, obviously you know, I can see you going nine and then like, but I don't know if I see you going six, like six is a, but uh, counterphobic six though. Counterphobic six. <gasps> Joey's like, are... what the hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. Sixes... <laughs> now we gotta look it up. Now we gotta take it again. <laughs> well, sixes are so effed up and we can say this because none of our, our actual six, but like sixes can be like the, I'm signing up for the army. I support my, my country and my tribe and yeah. my tribe, but there's the counterphobic six. And it's the only Enneagram that has this, that like, is you like, you reject the big group, but you cling to a small group. So like, I thought I was a six for a while. Cause like, I'm a weird libertarian. So I'm like, I don't describe to any, like big group stuff, but I'm like almost anti big group and attached to like a little group that is like anti so the big you group could totally be seven. So the other thing with is like sevens, where do sevens go when they're healthy? I think sevens, I, I always forget. I think sevens go to fours when they're unhealthy. And I think they go to ones when they're healthy. So like that and ones is definitely that like, there's a right way to do things. There's an order, which makes sense. Cause sevens tend to be a little like ADHD. Yeah. Um, and so Joey, do you see that in you at all? That like when you're healthiest, it's really easy for you to find order in things or yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause then eights go to twos when they're healthy, which is like, I just want to serve. So I don't know. All right. Well, either way. You guys are really cool. I'll retake the test and then I'm going to let you guys know exactly my Enneagram and which way I win. We'll put it in our marriage bio. Oh, oh, there we go. Honestly, I'll just dissect it the whole, uh, by the end, I'll just be like, "Mm, I figured it out. Yeah, you'll be talking sometime about 40 minutes in and Lauren will be like, seven wing six. (laughs) I don't know. And just in case, yes, I do do that in real life too. Like just interrupt people and- so you guys have had a ton of stuff going on with kids in the last year, like, and life. How, how are you? Give us, how's life? So many things. This year started off crazy because I'm doing a practice remodel. So wait, like January this year? Like right, right now. We just did yeah. the final walkthrough with the contractor right before we jumped on with oh. you. So um, we went from 1100 square foot to 2,600 and oh. just lots of expansion happening. Um, my lead, uh, CA of like eight years stepped out, uh, which has oh. been, but everybody's stepping up. Like it's been a phenomenal shift, but January was like a whole year in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And then Roman's healthy. He's powerlifting, um, gonna, wants to be a chiropractor. So we're going to start looking at schools. And, now, do uh, you just like, just like do the like parent thing of like, cool, 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 cool. I'm not going to act too excited. That's fine. That's fine. Whatever you want, but awesome. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty exciting to have your 18-year-old even picking a direction because I didn't have any direction. I mean, I knew yeah. I was going to go to school, which is a direction. Very um, seven of you, yep. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it was definitely a... It wasn't until I was in school for five years that I really was like, okay, I'm I'm going to go to school to be a chiropractor. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to bite that yeah. off. And so for him to have the the power to even say that is pretty awesome. Well, and he spoke at the last two big ideas and he's so, it's already in him. So watching yeah. the trajectory of like, nah, I don't really think so to like, well, yeah, of course that's what I do, you know? And um, so he's, so he's good. Our littles are all wrestling and activities and homeschool. And actually that flow is like, I think finally, you know, the homeschool flow is finally starting to go, oh, this is good. We like this. Like, did you uh, homeschool during the pandemic because shit was bullshit? Right. So we pulled okay. them when all that went down. Kansas was actually the first one to pull kids. Um, our beautiful governor was the first one to hyper react to all of it. And um, so, you know, we started talking through it and then it was like, well, no way I'm not. And then we put them back in, tried to. And it was like, right. no, it's still like, I'm not doing this. And we don't have great pub like private options. So um yeah and we so they're home and it's going really good and they love it and um how the hell are you homeschooling like I I I always wonder this because I'm like okay I can picture it my life wouldn't change but Kirby's would yeah I would just uh, become a teacher <laughs> instead of it'd be great so, yeah. well, and we hired somebody who like had teaching experience oh, right? okay so, like they we, we did in. work with this company called um teach play learn and I spent like days going through stuff with like each child and how they learn and what I want our core values to be and whether they were going to go back in high school. So she helped create this road and like which um, curriculum we should be using. And so I created a really solid map and daily flow and weekly flow and monthly flow. So then when we hired somebody to help, I could like still be on the, I'm like the principal. And <laughs> um, But it, you get yeah. called in when they're naughty. I'm like and I'm like the janitor. <laughs> yeah. Or as a gym teacher, but right. a gym teacher. yeah, for sure. Right? Some, some activities but and really though, he does dad school. So he like took all of his tools and laid them all out and like had the boys name them and like what they're for. And then they've been hunting and they built a deer stand and like we've rotated tires, we've changed oil, we've done a lot of like practical stuff. I take them with me to commercial um real estate projects that I have and paint and yeah. clean up leaves and i mean you just name it it's like all very much common sense hands-on thursday now and friday age? Right, so 11, 11. Okay. 11 year olds and twin six-year-olds and the twin 11 year olds all, they're like cheap entertainment and on thursday and friday anytime i'm going to do stuff that i, I don't have meetings or whatever that they can be with me even if i don't really know what they're going to do they're just yep. with me hear my business conversations on the phone i learned a lot from my dad and grandpa just just with their associations with people. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's healthy just to have them with you just to. Is it them. easier with your 11 year olds than the younger ones? Because like, so we have an eight year old and -year -old. almost yeah. 11 year old. And I feel like what you're saying every time, like, um, so like Tony and Christina Ebel were on and they were talking about how they're bringing their kids in. And I was like, damn it, I feel like we're doing a terrible job. But our oldest one, I'm starting to see like, okay, this is getting easier. Yeah, I take her almost anywhere now and she could sit there and listen in or whatever or help out with stuff. But 
our eight-year-old right now would be it's like, it's just more oh, difficult to get too much work because she'll fight you. She's like stubborn. Yeah. So it's not just like, oh, she does a bad That's job shocking. at it. That's shocking. Why, where would that come where from? Where would you get a stubborn? <laughs> um, but, and in some of it, like I would take Magnolia if it were just her, but like they're pack animals, you know? So like, I wouldn't bring everybody to certain things like that uh, we'd get swallowed, but. Um, That's a little bit too much. And we, and we did, yeah. we did take them, like we'd taken them to focus and stuff when they were younger. And it, I mean, it is a lot. We just pick and choose like, and we always bring help. I think that was something like Pinnacle really gifted me with of like, just it's okay to ask for help and to bring help with you so that when you, you can tap out and be like, you know what? You guys can go back to the hotel or whatever it is, you know, like, so they're with you and, right? Mm -hmm. um, Devin, you had kind of briefly said something about, you know, losing your CA of eight years and how people are being called up. I don't know how you phrase it. So my, our 2022, we had six employees. Like, I don't even like using the word leave because like, every single one of them still gets adjusted and we, right. they love us. And it made and sense why they were every single one starting was like businesses, starting families, like, yeah, but it's so tough. And so like, it's hard because I seeing it. So I've seen it in our patients over the last year, like crazy stuff happening in their life, like moving and shifting. And so then I turn to my staff who is still here, who is still here who hasn't evolved up. I don't know. <laughs> and like, they're obviously like downtrodden. There's this kind of like, I feel like I have to be like, no, 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 it's not a sinking ship. You guys, you don't understand. Like there's this shift happening. How do you explain this mm -hmm. to people who maybe aren't in, like who can't, um, I don't know, like see that like, this is what's happening energetically. This isn't an excuse that I'm making that this is why this person, like I am genuinely okay with this. I'm not just saying this to appease you. Like, how do you explain that to people? Well, I think taking responsibility for the shift as a mission. So like the, the practice vision changed, right? So of course the core was gonna start to shift. And the, the brand was starting to expand and it needed more. And like, there was just different, I changed. So when I changed, everything around me is going to change. Right. So from a like tactical standpoint, I always want to lead with that with, with team of like, listen, it's like people, you got to honor your own inner knowingness of whether you can give what's needed to this thing. And part of our like core value is to have a healthy ecosystem where like, if you don't have it to give, you can like take your season or take your breath and go. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, I think leadership in somewhat of a more feminine way where it's like, it's all good. Like, this is just, you know, this is nature's turnover. Like, it's just, it was just time. It was so easy, honestly, like. I could see it starting to happen towards the end of the year that she was wanting to make that, like she really wanted to be home with her babies mm -hmm. and it was starting to like yank her. And so it was like that, well, nobody wins in that situation. So yeah. I, we just had a very simple conversation. And then, so I turned to the other employees and go, you know what, you're going to have babies. You're going to have life. You're going to have things. I am the only one who's actually married to this machine. Mm -hmm. You guys got to do what you got to do. I'm going to be clear with like, what it is we're doing here and what it is like I want us all to be able to give to it. And if you can't give to it, I hope you tap out instead of me needing to be the one. But um, 
Yeah. I mean, it's just been really good growth, but I'm with you. I've seen a ton of it in patients, lots of like divorces and moves and career changes. And I, I really think cleaving that's relationships, yeah. like cleaving oh. it, like, and not in a bad way, but just like, well, some of them are crazy bad. Yeah. <laughs> and subconsciously, when you set big goals and intentions, like yeah. the, the mechanism is cleared for you. And right. sometimes you don't know that it's like the best thing that's happening, but but is. if you're sitting there reading a certain thing every day and you don't know how or why you're going to get to that point, the universe has sometimes just got you and innate is taking care of it. And it's just, it just is, it's like, yeah. it's not good, bad or indifferent. Right. Um, it's just, it's just part of the, it's just part of the, of the turning of the page. So, and, and we just, we have agreements on our team. It's like, let's keep us, we're forward focused. Like we're going to like be grateful for the past, but I really, we're not going to talk about that. Like we're just going there, not back there. And I think it was at Tony's event where, you know, I've heard it multiple times, but he was like, listen, the, the team that got you here may not be the team that gets you there. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Got to be as leaders, you have to accept that we're going to go through a lot of that. Like, and stop labeling it as good and bad because you say that. And I guarantee you every business owner was just like, oh, because they're like, just yeah. think about like, I don't want to have to train. I don't want to have to hire. Everything's working good. I want this. And so we label that future as bad. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like it, it doesn't make it doesn't make it easy, right? Like it's challenge. Like it, it stuff gets thick, and all your like subluxations come up, and it's like, oh, that was a mess, and that was. A, but it's a good time to clean house, and I think I have to just, you know. And he is a really great anchor to remind me, like you know, like you got to be in trust. Like if it's happening, it was supposed to happen, right? Like so, just mm-hmm. like breathe through the difficulty. And like, like what are we talking about? It's, it's not a real they, problem. They don't like, it's not a parent with cancer. It's not a kid with mm-hmm. health yeah, issues. That you know what I mean? like, yeah. like perspective of like, is this a little thing or is this a big thing? Mm-hmm. And in the moment it might be a little thing, but in life it may, it's like, it's such a blip on the radar that when you step back, you're like, okay, this is, you know, it just takes one moment with a patient that day to be like, okay, they yeah. have a real thing going on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah a short-term challenge that there will be a fleeting thought. So I've seen, you know, I've really been observing over the last year, just like dynamics within chiropractic and business owners. And like, I only say within chiropractic because that's my reality. I don't, I think a lot of the things are not specific, um, more like broad, like age entrepreneurship things. And I definitely, what I've observed is like looking to the future, this feminine flow, call it Aquarius age, call it the feminine flow of like that stepping into leadership. What is that? It is looking, it's not controlling your employees and like saying like, you are going to do this and you're going to stick with, I'm looking for that associate who is a, what do they call it? A a lifer. Like, Mm. you know, like so many docs are like, I just want an associate who is going to step in so I can have more free time. They're going to adjust so I can finally breathe because I've been working my ass off for the last 15, 20, 25 years, whatever, and I'm exhausted. So I'm going to get someone and they're going to stay with me forever. <laughs> and, they, and, this, and they're going to do it just how I want. And they're going to want. And I'm just like over just here going, I don't think that's going to work. I think, I think that, and especially as we see this beautiful, generation these 20 year olds coming in they are like oh hell no i am not signing up like i see you 
I mm. see you, you 30 some year old, you 40 some year old. I see you being exhausted. Yeah, they don't want it. I hear your podcast, so you're burnt out. I am from the beginning saying, nah, like I'm yeah. going to pick and choose seasons and go with this flow of like, I'm in Colorado right now because that's where I was called to. But like at a certain point, it may be something completely different. And like, we're just going to have to go, okay, I will allow for your seasons to coexist with my seasons. And it's yeah. hard. I mean, it's, it's hard to get out of your own like ruts in your own way of like you built something in the way that you operate, but now to maintain it and to grow it, you have to collaborate with people who think differently than we do, who are from a different generation. And it's tricky melding those things in. And you don't even know what you're looking for sometimes because it's a little bit about what you were saying of like you, you view something as bad. So like if we can't find an associate or we can't find someone who fits our model, so we take someone who might be different than us, that might be the change we needed. You know, mm -hmm. our lead CA quitting was the change we needed for our other people to learn how to do more things because otherwise they were just relying on her. But it's really hard. You don't want to face those moments, those like, oh crap, what are we going to do? Well, that and like, are you a micromanager or like macro, right? Is it like, because mm -hmm. there's some people that run big companies and big construction crews and big whatever that's like, they've got 30 employees. They don't, they don't care what employee number 29 is doing. He's helping pull the wagon, right? Yeah. But the more control you have over the X, Y, and Z, like the less, the, the less you get to the, the end goal, the way you want it. You know what I mean? Because you're like, you're, you're, you're just on top of people. You're like pushing people out that would be really great, but you're not giving them a chance to, to do it wrong or to mess up. Sometimes mm -hmm. you gotta like let people like, we were, we did a hot seat with Josh Axe a few years ago, and I'll just never forget some feedback he gave to one of the people there that was saying, having this conversation. And he's like, listen, if you find somebody that does it 70% as good as you grab them. Cause that's like mm -hmm. amazing. If they get to 80, you better give them a raise and hang on because they're, they might be looking to leave. And if they're 90% as good as you don't hire them because they're already gone. And so it like reframed, you know, and he was talking a lot at that time about the book, um, the infinite game, you know, right. Like business never ends. And to your mm -hmm. point of macro, like what's the long game? What do we build? I think chiropractic, particularly we get in this, I want to see 400 a week, or like, there's these like things that we're like trying to hit. But if you play the like legacy game and the brand game, then it just shifts. There's not this like urgency. You still got to hold standards though. So I catch myself because it's like, yes, and right. Like yeah. it, it is both. Um, well, that's why I, the masculine energy is beautiful. Like I feel yeah. like yeah. so much for the last couple of years, you know, because the feminine didn't have the moment. We were like, yeah, but it was like, oh no, no, but that masculine shit is what pays the bills. <laughs> like, you know. Done, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade. I mean, it, it, you look at yin and yang and one is, if it was, if you went full yin, you'd be all flow. It would be a mess. It would be complete chaos. If you go to, you know, go full yang, like it, it's too rigid, too structured. So like it, it really is both to create harmony. So. Hey, she slayers. I just wanted to take a moment to ask you, have you heard of PX? I don't know. Have I mentioned them before? So they're practically everywhere these days, and I am so excited to have them as a sponsor on our show because they are on a mission that I can seriously get behind. 
So Dr. Tony and his team have designed a pediatric, prenatal, and family chiropractic training program that has online and live event training opportunities to learn step-by-step the science, clinical protocols, and business systems behind building a thriving pediatric and family chiropractic practice. Now, here's what's extra cool. It doesn't matter if you're a student, startup, or practicing chiropractor. I mean, I am a member and I've been in practice for over 12 years now. Each and every bit of their training is applicable to you and where you're at. I've been a part of PX for a while now, and I can say that there's no one better in the space to lead you and to lead this profession than Dr. Tony and his team. If you want to take your practice to the next level in serving more kiddos and families in your community, then you must check out PX. I will drop a link in the show notes so you can head over to thepediatricexperience.com and let them know She Slays the Podcast sent you there for a special little bonus. Hi, friends. I wanted to take just a quick break from the episode to make sure you all know about the cool stuff we have happening over on Patreon. I did the first 175 episodes of She Slays, just putting content out there, getting DMs, interacting with you that way. But then we decided to do something more, something really cool, and it's all through Patreon. We have three membership tiers, and each one comes with some great benefits. First, there's the buy me a coffee tier. It's $3.99, $3.99, literally less than my normal coffee order at Starbucks, which is $5.95. This is the tier to just say thank you for the work. Trust me, it costs a lot more than you think to put together this podcast, but that's not all you get. You also get access to the first 50 episodes of She Slays that are no longer available to normal podcast apps. Next is the She Slays supporter tier for $12.99 a month. You get all the stuff from the first tier and some amazing bonus content. After every interview, I have the guests stick around and answer some fun and interesting speed round questions. Has Elise Rigney ever seen a ghost? Has Tony Evil ever slapped someone in the face? You'll never know if you don't join. But it's not all fun and games. For this level, I also provide a monthly training episode only available to Patreons. These are quick and action-packed episodes that will help your practice. Finally, we have the full-on She Slayer level. For $24.99 a month, you get everything from the previous tiers and a live monthly Zoom session where I tackle the issues most important to members at this level. Who knows? Maybe you could have a live coaching session that turns into one of these episodes. Also, if you have a practice for sale or need an associate, at this level, you can tell me and I will tell the world on one of my public episodes that goes out to thousands of people a month, including a ton of students and new associates. So go check it out at the link in the show notes and I will see you on Patreon. Hey, She Slayers. When I first started practice, I thought I needed to dress a certain way for patients to trust me, and I spent hours trying to design communication and marketing materials that worked. After 12 years of practice, here's a couple things I've learned. One, I don't have to wear dress pants and button-ups for a patient to take me seriously. And two, why recreate the wheel when a design professional has already done all the work for me? Well-Aligned offers solutions in both of these categories. They have the coolest and most comfy chiropractic shirts that will showcase your personality 
as well as beautifully designed communication and marketing tools to help drive new patients, get more referrals, and gain better retention in your practice. From the best chiropractic apparel to modern patient education materials, Well Aligned has you covered. All She Slayers get 10% off plus free shipping on orders of $75 or more with promo code SHESLAYS. Visit www.wellaligned.com to save. Hey, She Slayers. So many of you connect with my story as a chiropractor because I started all wrong. Years into practice, I had to completely turn it around from being an insurance and pain-based model to a thriving subluxation-based cash practice. I have a lot of ways that that happened, but I am not exaggerating when I say the number one thing I changed was adding CLA's Insight scanning technology. The Insight helped grow our practice from 300 people a week to over 500 a week in the course of one year, purely by showing objective findings and providing reports to patients. So many docs I talk to struggle to communicate the why behind a care plan when the patient's pain goes away in a few visits. They struggle to keep patients after insurance stops paying. They don't know how to explain why a kid benefits from chiropractic care, even though they have no symptoms. They don't do progress exams because what am I going to do to show the patient progress? I am telling you every single thing I just said, my answer to the doc is, are you using insight scanning technology in your clinic yet? Because it's the solution to all of those issues. If you have questions, the staff at CLA is absolutely incredible and will help answer those questions and help implement this big change into your practice. Click the link below in the show notes as She Slays listeners get preferred pricing and hundreds of dollars off their purchase. Do you guys feel, okay, so like Kirby and I, I always feel bad because we're like, we over we oversimplify mm-hmm. our roles and like, ah, I'm more the masculine energy. And of course, like I am aware and like, I need to bring in feminine energy and Kirby's like more the feminine. And well, he doesn't have an issue bringing in the mask, you know, but like we both found, do you guys feel like, what's your dynamic? We were talking about that- masculine. Yeah, that we needed a hat we could hold up that's like, okay, I'm being masculine right now. So she can be <laughs> feminine. So the polarity stays. Because when we both, when she's in business mode and she's in masculine and I'm in masculine, then then the polarity is not there. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is not healthy for our marriage, right? No. Like, if, like if we're both sitting there and that's, yeah, you'd maybe not overthink it, but um, Tony Robbins, we went to a date with Destiny and he did a whole day on relationships. And he had like, this woman stood up and she was like, you know, I love my man, but like, I just want him to like step up and be a man. And I just want more like whatever. And he was like, well, how in the world would he do that when you're not mm-hmm. making space for it? Mm-hmm. And you could feel all the women in the room. Go, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then he takes the men and he has all the men stand up and they watch the scene from Braveheart and they all yell freedom and all the women are crying. And like, I get goosebumps when I think about it. Cause there's 5,000 people in the room, just like, and he was like, do you feel what happens when you allow men to be in that yes you can have your masculine energy at work and in your creative but when you're at home if you really want to harmonize your relationship like you need to work and part of my feathers and part of my hats and part of my thing to feminine is it is 
it is, it has been hard for me because coming up, even as a little girl, you know, like my dad of like, you can do anything the boys can do. Like we were kind of raised of like, you know, big girls don't cry. Like you can, anything a man can do in this world, my mom, even the feminist movement, right? It's like anything a man can do, you can do too. So we're brought up with that in our mind. And it is true in business and um, me, the woman, me, the wife, me, the mother will always be more joyful when I'm in my feminine. Mm -hmm. And so I think some of it's just knowing my roles and where I'm at and what I'm doing and us having that dialogue of like, I mean, yeah. literally, I've never heard her say she needs to know her role, but <laughs> if you want, we'll send you just that clip. So you can, that could be your morning mantra. You just have it preloaded and you hit play on it. Everything you say can and will be used. Again. You said it. <laughs> so do you, with that dialogue, so when you're both um, masculinizing energy out, do you have shortcuts like, so like Kirby and I have literally gone to therapy and we have a sentence that we go, okay, the narrative I'm telling myself, like we have um, like trained things because in that moment, it's kind of like scripts where like scripts get a really bad um, rap, but it's like, no, but in the moment, it's nice to fall back on like, these are the words I'm going to say to diffuse the situation. Have you guys, do you have that? No, we maybe need therapy. We maybe need. Uh, <laughs> I have you never it. done marriage therapy? Maybe, maybe no. we need a coach. You know? But you guys also do. Yes, you have. You guys just get it in yeah, even weekend conferences. About, yeah, like date with destiny and some of those things. I think that um, walking away is usually better for us because we're not just like, I wouldn't say masculine. We're like explosive. So like both of us. Right. So I think knowing your significant other is important. It's like both of us, be, like one will usually get to a point where it's like, this isn't like, we need to take a minute. So like, and we can come back and actually hear each other. Um, and then knowing your love languages, like the, like physical touch or like being able to like take a breath and some of the things that we've done. And, and I just wish that there was a thing on your device and I'm sure there's a silence or a like whatever that you couldn't text someone or like, Oh, like the, you know what I mean? Like back in the day, you didn't have a cell phone, mm -hmm. not that yeah. long ago. Right. Mm -hmm. We I all mean, remember that. Right. You couldn't sit there and text your significant other while you were at work or whatever. And then the other one does it back. Right. It's not like it's a one-sided thing that the other, and, and I'm sure some people just learn. I just don't engage with that. I just don't even like text back. Um, but Back in the like, you just didn't have the. You yeah, now you have the immediacy. You can get yourself in trouble because you're just firing off the first thing. It's like if you had all day at work, eight hours. By the time you got home, would you even have been still upset about that little bicker that you had? Mm -hmm. But instead, you both escalated it to a twenty-seven, <laughs> and it was like it, it was it was a nothing argument that like yeah, I yeah. just wish there was a like that pause that like. And there is, if you're diligent in it and right. we, you yeah, know, you we're, we're doing better at having like rhythm meetings. And like the, at the start of this year, we sat and did our like family core values and our family mission statement of like, okay, so when we're making decisions or we're having arguments or things come up, we have a litmus like test to be able to hold the issue up to and go, you know, does, is this in alignment? Like what's, you know, so I think you know, some of it just takes time too and patience, right? Like to, um, if you choose this person and you're going to stick it out, like it's not, you know, you gotta I, learn I think, flow. I, yeah. I think there's something too in, 
recognizing that it's not a destination to of like, it's not like, oh, we had a fight, we failed, the goal was zero fights. There's some value in going like three years ago, this would have been even worse. Like, yeah, we fought all day or like I slept on the couch, but like three or four years ago, we wouldn't have talked for a couple of days. We're getting better at least. <laughs> like, yeah. You said, yeah, go you, said you um, one of the things you do is like to kind of walk away. Do you, is there language in like, so if Kirby just walked away from a conversation, I would feel so rejected. And then my like, oh shit, you thought I was mad before. So like, have you just come to an understanding? Like, do you just say like, I'm gonna walk away. And the other person's like, that's probably a good idea. (laughs) Yeah. So you, if you can see his, you can see his face. He's like, yeah, that's me. Right. And that's me from before, because why? Like, what's the root of that? There's probably an abandonment or a like previous like Mm -hmm. thing that puts me in that don't walk away from me. Don't leave me like, then you don't care about me. That's my, that's my, like, so like I can choose to say, I really don't like, I don't want you to walk away and I can be vulnerable in that moment. I know the explosion's not going to help. So I think some like, again, account like self-responsibility there. And do we always catch our emotions? No, we are fire and gasoline. And if the fireworks are going off, they're going off. We do our best for no one to be around when that happens. And like, we are just getting better and better at being able to say like, let's sit down, let's take a breath, let's go for a walk. Like, you know, we just come up with different tools that like get that fire moving, um, but aren't yelling at each other. Cause that never goes anywhere. <laughs> no. And I love that you guys, like, I know you guys have such a beautiful relationship. So I love that you're will like, Anybody who doesn't know you, like, you guys are great. They don't fight all the time. Don't worry. I think they're just both eights. Okay. We're coming to that conclusion. They're in that seven, eight. Um, And that's why I like podcasts and things like this is because I don't know when we were first coming up through some of the coaching programs and seeing original speakers, it it always seemed a little plasticky to me of like, this is my beautiful wife and we're on stage and life is perfect. And it's like, I like talking to you guys and going like, oh yeah, we fight. We figure it out, but we, you know, like, but yeah, that's a relationship is not bad. It's- right. No, I like, if someone like wasn't passionate and was so passive that like, they just let me win all the time, like mm-hmm. iron sharp, sharp sharpens iron. Right. I think that applies to your relationship as well. And um, yes. And, and when I give talks, my family, my husband's always in there and it is my why. And it's like, that deeper. Um, but I do think like, yeah, I mean, I hope that we're turning the page of like putting something up that looks good on the gram, but is like not actually that in life. So I love these conversations that are like, this is how you navigate through. Cause it would be much easier to be like, F you, F you we're out. Like, mm-hmm. and then what you just go find somebody else to fight with. Like, I understand there's a time to split wherever and- you are. There you are. You brought your own shit to the next one. Like at, at a core, like I know he loves me and I know he's got my back. And like, that's where I have to go when my single mom impulse or my, like, I don't need you rage starts to trick me into going a different way. I have to go to what I know is actually true, which is he loves me and I love him and there's nowhere else I actually want to be. Yeah. So yeah. And retraining another guy, like there is like, <laughs> Oh God. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> oh, with that. No, I'm not starting over. <laughs> like I'm like a hundred times the man I was 15 years ago when we first met. And yeah. so even sometimes when we fight, I'm like, 
how is this even possible? Like, I like, I'm like the best version of myself and only trying to get better all the time. So when I mess up or we don't, we're not getting it, I'm like, this I'm is trying. 15 years of me trying to do <laughs> oh, that. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm messing up. I'm going, am I ever going to get this figured out? Probably not. <laughs> no, that, that's why I always go. It's not a destination. It's the journey. Yeah. Like you're never going to get there. Be grateful okay. for the good days yeah. and hold on during the not so good. So Joey, you said you didn't find chiropractic for a while in college. Devin, is what's your story? Like, were you like innately, this is what I'm supposed to do? Nope. Um, yeah, I was pre-med, pre-dentistry, pre like, I want to help people, but I didn't really know what. And then I had my son when I was in college and it was like, oh, I probably need to get this figured out. Um, and I took like this, you know, the test and everything, but I don't like blood. I don't like drugs. So surgery and medicine were like, well, this is probably not going to work. And I don't want to be a PT. And I shadowed a dentist. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And bartending waited on this like big party. And the person that paid the bill was a, I, he was a chiropractor. I'd had been to just ask him because he paid for the ticket. And I was just kind of taken by the moment. What do you do? He was a chiropractor. And I was like, I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to just like take care. There was just something about watching that moment. Went home, looked it up. Cleveland um, had a discovery day. So I went and decided I'm going to be a chiropractor and called my mom. And she's like, Devin, you've never been to a chiropractor. I was like, I know. Um, she's like, how long is the program? I was like, I have no idea. She's like, well, how much does it cost? I was like, no clue. She's like, you have a son. You're, are you going to put yourself that far in debt? You don't even know what it is. I was like, no, but like, they're saying the power that makes the body heals the body. And like, you should see these, like, this is what I've been looking for my whole life. So I actually didn't get my first adjustment till I was maybe a month or so into school. So I bet the farm on wow, that and then you turned into Devin Vrana. Like I make I make fun of the people who went to chiropractic school. I don't remember because like the oh, yeah. one they're like, okay, raise your hand if you've never been adjusted. And I was like, what the fuck? What are you doing? Yeah, no, I I was that person sitting in the audience at so many different talks, and people are like, I don't know what you're even doing here if you've never been adjusted. And it's like, well, what if that's they mean? I mean, that's right, mean. I like. Mean. <laughs> but I mean, it like, that's my love story is like, I didn't have any preconceived notions of what chiropractic was or what it wasn't. And so everything I've learned, I've felt for the first time. Like I do, I think I look at my, my children, I look at my siblings and people that we have like inspired or I, you know, like that they found chiropractic through us in some way. And that road would have been wildly different versus like, I just got to like fall in love with it and learn all of it. So oh, what is a green book? Oh, what is this? What it like from the inside out, you know, with no, no one telling me what it was capable of or what it wasn't. So I wouldn't trade it for yeah, anything. So Joey, we're going to get to you in a sec, but <laughs> so outside of your practice. So like what is, what do you feel like in this moment and allowing for spirit to change and evolve it? So, um, what do you feel like outside of adjusting in your brick and mortar you're being called to do? Um, that's been probably my internal tug of war for four or five years now. Um, but I think choosing to step into it, um, you know, the big idea, I, I heard someone say that our no 
once asked them, um, if you had to choose between the adjustment and the big idea, the philosophy, which one would you pick? Ooh. And I like for me, you know, and through a lot of things that I've been through personally, or, you know, roads with cancer with loved ones and just the suffering I see in the world or COVID, quite frankly, it's like, yes, the world needs adjusted. Yes. Like I'm so passionate about the adjustment. Yes. And like, the big idea, you get the big idea and literally all else follows. Right. And mm -hmm. so that's why the event was born. And that just led to this insatiable. So what is next is a book. What is next is more stages. What is next is, you know, they don't know if the world got the big idea, we wouldn't even be living in half of the messes that we're living in right now. And that like, that angst of like, they just don't know. No one's ever told them. Like, I feel that blood on my hands, literally, of like, they don't know that the power that made the body heals the body. They, they know it innately, but they don't remember. No one's speaking that. Traditional healthcare, I mean, take a look at any stat, right? So it's just like, what gets so big is I'm like, oh my God, what do I do next? And that's kind of been the freeze of like, how do I leave practice but not leave practice? So it's just take the next right step. It's not right mm -hmm. the like mega bestseller. It's just write a book. Would you, you take a room of a thousand chiropractors or a thousand non-chiropractors? I, you know, this is the self, that's another question, but it's both. I want both. If you, the chiropractors are the multiplier. If you get, if you adjust the adjuster, if you heal the healer, that's a multiplier because then every life they touch is brighter. So I, I don't like want to forego that. And man, I see these moms, people, I'm, I'm sure you've seen it in the last few years. Like people get it. They're hungry for there is. I heard that 10 years ago in chiropractic, there's never been a better time to be a chiropractor. Right. But really like they're the ball. I feel like God himself has put the ball on the tee and been like, Hey, chiropractors, would y'all like to play ball yet? Because I'm, I'm just going to set you up for the home run of home runs. If you'll just fucking stand up mm -hmm. like so like I I'm gonna double down on both um and that's the remodel at the practice and my sister stepping in and we're looking for an associate so if you're listening <laughs> um hit me up um but it's creating that ecosystem to where like I, I'm chasing the big idea with everything I've got okay so I knew you were gonna say that um and you're beautiful <laughs> and you're amazing and you're Devin fucking Vrana. Uh, but there's, you are like, you're the shiny, you know, you're the like Reggie Gold, you're the Fred Barge, you're the this, you're the that, that we all look to and go like, that's what, or okay. I'm going to speak as like for chiropractic, but I'm really just speaking for me. Myself looks at you and goes, damn, she's so passionate about chiropractic and health and like I really like chiropractic but like I that when you speak there's a magnetism that I'm like I am lacking because I don't have that yeah. like um and obviously I love chiropractic I will adjust our children and I will get adjusted weekly twice a week until the day I die but it's really hard because I sit and I go wow I really like chiropractic but she's got something for this profession and health that I don't. And so then I feel a little broken. So I'm going to pivot here and we'll try not to be insulting in the process. So like, Joey, you've been really into commercial real estate and stuff and like doing other things, right? 
so like, do you, how do you, like, do you have these feelings of like looking at your wife and going like, well, I really like chiropractic too. I'm not broken as a chiropractor because I'm doing non-chiropractic life. There's air quotes to people who can't see like life changing things. Did I didn't, there's the question. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great question. I, I don't feel any less than I just, I just, we, we all are put on this earth for different missions and different purposes. And it does come up in, in transparency where like, I'm, you know, with big idea events or these things where I'm like, come on, man, like Tony and Christina and like Kate and Brett and like these, like couples, like that get on the same and they're pulling the same, like, don't you want to play here? Like it does, it does come up. And right. Like you go back to core values and like what makes us both great. And like when I, tr cause I can try and like pull him over into this lane with me, which he's there as much as oh, he's yeah. now. Um, well, and I just turned 40. So I just got all the downloads <laughs> and just got the, like, just got all the like information programmed in. So take I'm off. just getting warmed up in my career. Honestly, like if you think about your career, I was, I was reading the book philosophy of money. And it was just talking about how each person's past experiences with money, right. Is like 0. 0.000, like to hundred zeros, one of what's really going on in the universe. Right. Mm -hmm. Because what you had with money, Kirby, or what you had with money, Lauren, like those are different paths. So your experience is different. So your future and the way you play ball is different based off of that if yeah. that makes any sense but and you know we were I'll never forget we were picking a venue for one of our big ideas and um the guy was watching us and I'm like doing my thing and I'm like well I'm like basically taking him to church just trying to negotiate a contract like but it's for this and we're gonna change lives and da, da, da. And he's like yeah and and he, he's getting more tactical and he's like I get it you're the pearl girl and I was like, what? He's like, you're like, you see a pearl down at the bottom of the water and you're just like already like down there. And he's like, um, you know, the, that's a few hundred feet down. We, we might want to put some like gear on and off. you <laughs> would drown without him. And he may never go for the pearl without you. Right. And I think doing that core value exercise and we went to Aubrey Marcus's um, Arcadia event. We try to go to events that like life is bigger than service. And so what we're actively working on is like him letting me be me and let my fire like rage like it needs to without you know burning him and me being more supportive um of like the things that make him truly happy because that's what I'd want for my kids so why would I treat my husband any different if my kid came and said I don't want to be a chiropractor I want to like do xyz like I would put my whole heart behind that so why would I not give that same love and you know respect to my husband yeah and in my office like i commercial real estate's a fun hobby mm -hmm. but i like to be able to put my hobby down mm -hmm. yeah. um you know i like to be able to shut it off mm -hmm. and so i i work monday through wednesday and i have a very busy practice yep. and yeah um it it affords me to do the things i'd like to do but Wednesday night when I'm done, I'm excited because I can move on with my other ventures and other things and the things I want to do or not want to do on Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday, right? It's like, mm -hmm. I can choose to do commercial real estate or I can not go by that building and not 
do that thing, right? It's like I can pick it up and put it down as needed. And then I th that leaves time for balance with my kids and and whatever that stuff looks like too. So and I want to go back even to you saying that, like, you know, and seeing my chiropractic sister across the screen say, like, I hear that. And then I have this feeling of like lack, right? Like, oh, I should have that. Um, it's just, it's part of why, you know, my life's pain that depth where it comes from is from like the moment of like my mom taking her last breath of like, if she would have known if I could have gotten her to get the big idea. So like, I wouldn't wish my fire on anybody because it came from horrible wounds. Right. And that was for me. That's why God put me here. So I think we could all do better. Cause you heard me just say, Tony, Christina, Brett, Kate, like this death by comparison thing. If we could all just like, let it light us up and cheer for the, you know, I think chiropractors are, man, we're just terrible at the death by comparison thing. Right. Like, what is innate saying to you? What is like, what is your purpose in chiropractic? How can you sing the song forward just a little bit better than it was before you got here? Right. Instead of like comparing what you're like, man, we'd all be better for it if we could get there. And I think there's almost, if we could almost turn it on its head and not view it as a lack in ourselves, but a resource for each other. So like we're looking at getting more into investing and thinking smarter about our money. Like you guys, you, you know, Joe, you're a resource for that. If you guys are thinking about starting, you know, doing more stuff with like podcasts or whatever, like it's not, I don't know how to do that. Kirby knows how to do that. It's awesome. We know someone who knows how to do that. But I yeah. think it, I think intuitively we have just been built to go like, well, crap, I see the amazing stuff you're doing and we're not there yet. Like that's bad. I'm bad. And are we playing an ally game or a competitor game? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, man, I have all these amazing allies or man, I'm small because I have all these competitors like perspective. Like what? I mean, I view you guys as allies and I hope that's likewise. And I, I think historically there's just been all these weird camps in chiropractic and there's like, it's a big competitive game instead of like, how can we multiply where we're at? Like mm -hmm. there's so many people who need us. So not being there yet is like, we don't all want to be in the same place. Right. Like, I don't, I know like, that took me prison could be another person's like, like you know, the beach could be the best place in the world relaxing and the other person that wants to work or do whatever during that time it's like they could be like oh my good like this is not where i want to be yeah so it's like each person should have the freedom of like their own journey their own journey and their own timeline and their own things and it's like not there yet it's like well only if you want to be there right yeah Devin, do you feel, okay, so I'll rewind to our therapy years ago, and um, I don't know, you'll remember. Anyways, what I was hearing him say was that, like, we needed to figure out our life mission. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you remember this, because <laughs> I don't cry very often, but tears were streaming down my face, because, and, like, the therapist is, like, describing this, and he's like, Lauren, you're getting and really I'm emotional. It's beautiful of like we're we're gonna come together and make a unified vision that's part of both of us. And she was just bawling. But I think literally I wasn't bawling. Tears were streaming, but aggressively streaming. And I just remember going, and he's like, You're getting emotional. Are you okay? And I'm just like, 
but what if he holds me back? Mm. And it was this like palpable moment where I was like, honestly, this, because so you say pearl diver, you say keep a liver. <laughs> Our analogy is I'm the kite. He's the person freaking holding the string. Like without the, without someone anchoring a kite, you like fly off into oblivion and get stuck in power cords and you're no longer a beautiful soaring kite. And so in my mind, I am like going like, uh, he's the anchor. Of course he's going, his vision is going to be less than mine. It's going to hold me back because I'm the kite. And so, you know, it was this explanation of like, together we can always go farther. I'm not even to my question yet. And <laughs> so my question was, Devin, do you feel like unless Joey is on the same path and mission with you, you will not get as far? There's the question. Um, I have definitely had those feelings and it all comes back to my stories, right? Like um, I think innately women subconsciously, and this is a generalization. So if you like, don't like it, sorry, but um, I think we play this freaking game with ourselves of, I want it all, but I can't actually have it all. So there's just this like drama that plays out of like someone's keeping me from, so it's just, I think it may come from quite frankly, years of watching Disney movies and irrational, like, like we're literally programmed to think we're living this fairy tale but someone's going to come big, big, bad boogeyman, or like my husband's holding me back is probably part of those, like of my mom's story or the generation is. So I've had to really sort through all of that and go, what am I using story-wise? That's like, I'm just hiding from stepping into the next thing. And younger me, more immature me was chasing this achievement to make me feel worthy of love of anything worthy. And so if I got on the right stage or I saw enough patience, like I was just chasing a success or an achievement that was going to make me feel happy or make me feel worthy. And as we sat down and did our core values and our vision, it's like in today's age and quite frankly, ever to raise five children who go out in the world and function and make the world better. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that matters more than that? Yeah. And so then everything beyond that is bonus in today's age of divorce rates through the roof to demonstrate an active, like love for one another. Is there anything more powerful we can do to go on adventures, to live life, to be healthy enough, to outlive my mother and all these women that played out the drama's not working. Like if it was working great, I'll keep singing that same old tired country song but it's not working. So I need to like change the story. And I think Lauren, that's the, the tough spot because, you know, Lona, Denisa, you, me, uh, like we've all sat and had similar conversations. And I think we're here to break the mold, um, of sorts of what it means to be a woman, a wife, a mother, a business owner, a speaker, like we get to be anything. And what if we can actually have it all? We just have to figure out what that means to us. Mm -hmm. Right. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, to me, there's no bigger, um, there's no bigger calling at this current moment, like Jagger and Knox are 11. So we have like 
12, 13, 14, 15. We have like three years with them before they're kind of like, by the time I was 15, 16, it was like, yeah, my I'm, I'm off like, my friends. I got practice. We'll see you guys later. My parents were there, but it was like my ship was already sailing in a trajectory. Could they, you know, steer it one way, blow some wind on it, you know, maybe, but, um, and then Jagger or Maggie and Phoenix are six. And so we have another six years or maybe seven with them of just like creating these awesome little humans, rhythm, consistency. Um, and so like my biggest calling right now is just one foot in front of the other in my office. If I can dabble in commercial real estate or help them with a big idea, I'm in to do that. Um, but that's not my mission right now is, is, is that. And in all fairness, my, I've said, I spent the last few years kind of singing that song of, no, I can't really have it all. Like I'm just, now I'm going to have to wait a few years to his point. Like, oh, I got to wait till the kids are a certain age or until he says I can to like go. And we're not playing that game this year. This year it's like, no, I mean, he has looked at me and said, I got it. Go like quick set, like go. And I've watched the two of you. I know Kirby feels the same way about you as Joey feels about me of like, and that Tristan's got Denisa. I mean, I just like, I know these people intimately. So then it becomes, all right, go for it, chick. Like actually mm -hmm. go for it. And, and then, you know, I'm going to have to listen to my own internal, my own internal rhythm of like, okay, I need to push, but not to the point of breaking. And I need to travel and go for it, but not to the point that my kids are like, mommy, I miss you. I mean, they're going to have to bring them or like, mm. you're now going to have to, our oldest is graduating. And so our kids are homeschooled. Part of why I want to do that is so like, maybe we do have to pack them all up in the car. Like it's, um, and so we're going to go for it this year in a way that we haven't, um, because I don't want to sing those, you know, songs anymore. It's like, it's time to really like, but it took us some like honesty, radical honesty with each other. Like, I really want this. And he's like, then fucking go for it, but really go for it. It's and so then well, if there's a problem, like that's my own subluxation is like, because I'm constantly looking for the curve so I don't crash or we don't crash mm -hmm. because I'm constantly trying to like field the things before my child fall, you know, like I'm looking for problems instead of expecting miracles. And, and so if I, I just let go of some control and say, well, right, let's go for it. And we'll field problems as they come instead of fighting about imaginary things. So you had mentioned earlier that like you had your annual family meeting. And so this year you're going for it, but then you talk, I forget the exact word you said, but like basically these um, core values that will keep you rooted. So like, what are how will you know? Like, what are some of the core values that you said, like, okay, we're going to go for it, but this would be like a yellow flag that we're abandoning this core value. You know, like, how are you going for it while making sure your eyes are still on the priority of the core values of the family? Innate, you know, <laughs> I just trust innate. Like I put, I have like some huge goals written down that like, I quite frankly have no idea how that's even possible, but I put it on paper. I read it every day. I'm, I'm stepping into the person that's going to make that happen. Like, I think all the things are coming. It's just, it's just trusting that they're coming. Like, like I'm 40, I'm not 55 years old right. and not that 55 is old, but like, like we're babies in the, in the grand scheme of thing. We have, we have 40, 50 more years, maybe, maybe 60 more years of like changing lives. And so it's like, it's, it's not a sprint and there is some sort of urgency to like do the things now, but it's like, 
just each day doing a little bit more than you did the day before or doing things that are in alignment with your, but if you get up in the morning and you read your goals and you get in the peak state, that day is already programmed out for you. And it is already going to clear the mechanism of the things you need or don't need. Like, I like that. Okay. I, I promise like, this is one of the last questions, but I have to ask it because it just can't. Um, so I was talking to my mom, we were just recently in Cabo and we were talking about just kind of like balancing the kids. You Joey are talking about like, there's time. And I was like, yeah, you're right. There's so much time. And then it reminded me that I, uh, brought up this fear I have that. So, okay. So I'm 36. I'm young. I'm vibrant. I have this podcast da, 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 da. as a woman. Is anybody going to give a shit about me when I'm 56? It, I, I, in my brain, and this could be totally wrong. In my brain, we had, like, we see it in Hollywood. Like there is space for the 55 year old man to share wisdom, but we like our women skinny and energetic and not gray hair and not overweight. Just saying it out there. And so my fear is like, but what if, by the time I'm 48 and the kids are empty nesters, what if it's like, oh no, honey, there's a new 35 year old and nobody so cares about Mother you anymore. Teresa, Mother Teresa hold definitely on, expired. On, on, you know, she. Hold on. You don't. You don't. <laughs> I'm gonna butt I have you. thoughts on this too, but I'm gonna I, say I let them talk. eight years zone, fellas. Um, from an out, you just don't deal with that. I mean, we deal with body image. It's so my daughter was singing the Victoria's Secret song the other night. Knows every word, right? And she doesn't understand the words she's singing, but I'm listening to this, like Victoria's Secret's a man from Ohio, right? And he's making money off of body image issues. Like we have had these issues inside of our minds since we were little girls. Mm -hmm. And so um, I get it. It's real. I validate it. Um, and some of it, what you, Lauren, you and only you can ask in your morning prayers and walks and talks with God is, is this urgency from fear? Or is this my calling? Because only you and God, that's between you and God. Because I, for, because some of mine is fear and some of mine is the blood on hands and I can do something about it today and I'm not giving enough. So I don't think it's either or. Some of it is fear. Some of it is old conditioning. Some of it is just the like bullshit that we have grown up in that is changing, I think for the better in a lot of regards. But um and we're the only ones that can change the story. And so like, I believe we can have whatever we want if we know what we want. And so I have to get clear with God on that every morning because otherwise I'm going to get drug in 17 different directions. And so when I get that, like, and for me, it's the fear. Like I watched my mom die young and she didn't write the book and she didn't do the things that like, and, and those were things we talked about as she was getting ready to pass. And I don't want to die with regrets or I could have, or I should have. So, but that's fear. And that I'm never going to create my life, my beautiful life work from that place. So it has to come from like that, that, that different place. Mm -hmm. I okay. I love that. Okay, boys, we'll give you a sec. What do, what do you guys go say? What's your, no, well, Kirby, you go ahead first. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so one, one thing I'm a little bit hopeful of is I do think the generation that's coming up is aware of the system like that song is out there like people are waking up to the programming we go under so my hope would be that if this is the generation you're inspiring now the next one's only going to be better so when you're 
65, it's not, we're not listening to that old lady. The other question I would ask is, are you learning from your elder states oh, women? And so there's hope there. And if there are ones that you don't listen to, why not? Are they out of touch? Are they, you know, just preaching to a different choir? So if you want to influence people, look at what you like and don't like about the people who are 20 or 30 years older than you, and then learn from that and model yourself differently if that's what you want. Because if the generation, two generations from now, is materialistic and vain and won't listen to you because you're not, you know, the skinny young person, do you want them as your audience? Do you want to tailor yourself? I to love how I've audience? turned this episode and, into and a more therapy. I want Joey to answer this, but I want to interject really quick, Kirby, to your point. Cause I immediately thought of like, you know, I think a few years ago, pre-COVID, I was like, you know, all of like Ellen and Oprah and these people are up on my vision board. They're not there anymore. Um, but you know, there, these people were there of like, I want to be doing that when I'm 60, you know, like those types of ages. And now in my real life, if I get to be Katina Manning, when I grow up, like that woman has more joy in her pinky finger. And it's not because she wrote a book and it's not because she did it. Like that's because she did anything, but her being and her joy. So I think our framing of like, to your point, like where are you headed? Who are your mentors? Like, right. What does 55 year old Lauren still give it? crap as much as I hope not I'm yeah. telling you 40, like, I'm 40, 40 year old I just turned 40 uh last week I don't think 40 year old Lauren's gonna give a shit so like I think some of it is like just the road but go ahead what's your first so what I think is we're all aging so your following or people that you influence is gonna be 55 when you're 55 and quite frankly the 20 somethings may not have a clue who you are or want to know, and you may not want to coach them anyways. Yep. So maybe our kids and the people that we influence now, right? Yeah. They, are the ones that are holding yeah. that, yep. holding that space then, right? It's, oh, it's like, we're all aging at the same, we're all aging. So are yep. we even getting older? Right. It's like, like I'm not going to hate a Medicare practice when I'm 65. You're like, these are my homies. If I'm if I'm 40 and you're, you're 36, well then when when I'm 60, you'll be 56. Right. We're so, still going to be so cool. We'll be so cool to each other. To like, each other. To somebody. Yeah. There's yeah. almost like a greediness. Of like I want to get older and I want to keep scooping all the younger people into my yeah, orbit no, too. As you're like, saying, no, you don't. I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk to a 20 year old now. You're, you're <laughs> only on the you're only on the podcast if or doing the things if you want to be. Right. Hopefully, you have the freedom and the and the like wherewithal that it's like. Or do you want to be on the beach? Or do you want to be taking your grandkids on to the park that day? Like, yep. do you really want to be influenced anybody? That like, if if you do, that's that's awesome. Un who knows? Unpacking that, I think anybody listening and what I'll walk away from getting to do this with you guys this morning. So thank you. The adjustment is like, you can take that and apply that to really any fear or story that any of us have, right? Like, because it's all lives in the confines of our own head. So if you're brave enough, like Lauren to say, Hey, I've got this like thing that I'm worried about the urgency and be, like, if you're brave enough to voice what some of those things are, then you can surround yourself with people who help you see it in a different way to go, well, that's not actually, mm -hmm. maybe I'm just making a mountain out of a molehill. So I, that's why I love getting to do these things. Cause it's, you get to see you from a different angle. Mm. Yeah, this is fun. We should do this again. Amazing. You're amazing. I, I go to Sedona. 
Oh, okay. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. This was delightful. I love, I love, I love having the podcast because it gives excuses to do this because we wouldn't have gotten yeah. to do this otherwise. And we'll make sure that we find another time that we're all in the same city. Yeah, I want to yeah. do a, the next time we're actually all in the same city. I would like to do a live or not a live streamed, but like actually record a couple it margaritas in, the room. in, couple margaritas uh-huh. in, get a little silly, talk about some weird shit. <laughs> He's uh-huh. always looking to talk about some weird shit. Get uh, mystical. Just go straight down the rabbit holes. I'm in. All right, she slayers. Um, until next week. Bye. 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 Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait.